This podcast is part what? of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network what? at www.tpsradio.net. Pod, TPS Radio, Mike, James, Mike, TNA, James, Mike, Wembley Stadium, TNA, James, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Tough Enough, Roy Rumble, 34 people announced, Mike, James, TPS Radio, WW Pod, Mike, how are you? James, hi, I'm fine. <laughs> Excellent. So, big news is that news? Uh, Mark Henry is still in WWE. Ah. I know. Okay, how was it, Mike? How was T and A? It was a mixed evening, sort of thing. Yes. To, I, I think things a good way of putting it. Uh, I'll go through it a bit. Uh, we started off with uh, an X Division three-way for the X Division belt. Oh. Yeah. Kazarian, Chris Sabin, and Shannon Moore. The three of them. Uh, that was that was quite good. Um, it's sort of a solid little opener. Not very long. And I do love my high flyers, so I would, I would have liked more of that. But that was, you know, not bad. Quite a nice starter. As for the evening as a whole, it was a night where what happened in the ring was all quite basic. Yeah. To be honest with you, but but it was a place where, like, but obviously, it was an enormous crowd. It was it was bigger than last year. Sort of thing. So we must be talking like nine, maybe ten thousand now. Huge wow. crowd. Exactly. Sort of thing, so it was. It was so there was a great atmosphere, sort of thing, and all, and some delightful chants. Most of them coming from me, sort of thing, were started. Uh, let's see, like like you know, obviously you have beer, money. I start off a chant of cider cash. Oh my god! Yes, just a small one. That's fantastic. I know, because I, I I don't really like beer, but I do like my cider. You do like cider. And, Sorry? That is good. I do like cider. How do you feel? Oh, well, you don't drink, of course. Uh, let me think. Um, what happened next? Uh, oh, and also there was a chant during the main event. Yeah. Of Jeff Hardy Anderson of He's My Dealer. <laughs> seriously? Seriously. And that wasn't me, but seriously. <laughs> oh, no. I know. It was a bit harsh. It was, well, yeah, but then again, let's be honest, uh, I don't feel sorry for Jeff Hardy at all. He bought it on himself, I suppose. He, he did really, didn't he? I mean, I'm sure you don't either. Uh, oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeffrey. Deary dear. Oh, Jeffrey James Hardy. I take it he was present. He was present, Obviously, yes. Obviously, for that chant. He was present, yes. I'll get to his match in a bit. Uh, what happened next? Then there was a six-person tag match. Which, yep. Yeah, slightly confusing. Madison Rain, uh huh, Tara, yeah, and the Pope. Nice. Yep. 
versus Angelina Love, Matt Morgan, who was hugely over with the crowd. What, Matt Morgan over with the British TNA crowd? Yeah, yeah that which rather surprised me. Yes, uh, I can imagine that would. Uh, yeah, because let's be honest, he's a bit limited. He is, isn't he? Yeah, a bit of charisma, yeah, sure, but he's rather limited. Anyway, it was... Um, but yeah, they loved him, loved him. So it was it was her, it was Kong, and it was Mickey James. I love Mickey James. I actually yelled out the same thing. Did you? Me too. I love her. Because she looked gorgeous. She looked oh, gorgeous. I love my girlfriend more, I might add, but yes, I w- I'm a big fan of Mickey James. Because... Uh, because um, She's one of the she. The reason why I love her the most is yeah, you know, like a lot of divas, she's pretty, but she's not. She's not like stick thin, and she can actually give a promo, and she can actually wrestle when you let her, when you let her, you know. Exactly, she's like healthy looking. She's she's gorgeous, and like you know, she's really good in the ring. She's. It's such a shame that there is no that Gail Kim went to the other side. And Awesome Kong is now gone, you know, because now if you imagine if you'd kept their women's division and now and you added like uh, Tara and and Mickey James, etc. Mm. Yeah, that that would be amazing. Was it a good match though? That match was. I can't remember now. <laughs> it was all right. I can't remember now. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, well, wasn't it, wasn't that memorable then? It was memorable, but only because of Mickey James' little shorts. I see you, pervert. I am. <laughs> I, I was tonight, anyway. That's... All right. <laughs> All right. What was next? Uh, next match was our next match was this special Jeff Jarrett challenge match. So I don't know if you heard about this, where Jeff Jarrett basically faces someone local. Oh yeah. Yeah, he faced a British wrestler called Johnny Moss. Who I can I must confess I don't I'm not sure if I'd heard of him. So he looked pretty good, you know. He's he's, he's quite big, you know. He certainly looks physically uh, ready for that sort of big stage kind of thing. And he did quite well with the crowd as well. He was quite good at gene them up and everything. The match itself, I, as I as I mentioned earlier on, it was quite basic. It was like hip toss, hip toss, punch, hip toss, hip toss, punch, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. But um, Moss did fine, but because, as I say, of the way the match was, he didn't really get a chance to shine and really show what the guy can do. No, oh, okay. Yeah, um, unless that is all he can do. Well. Which uh, is possible. Yes. But I don't, I don't want to shit on the guy before I know anything about him. Speaking of English wrestlers, by the way. Yes. I, uh, I'm wearing a new TNA shirt. Really? Yes. What TNA shirt are you wearing, Mike? Have a guess. Uh, Desmond Wolf. Yes. Really? Was yeah. it? Was he there? No. Oh. Oh dear. What a sus- yeah. Yeah. Because to be honest, yeah, if it had had I have gone, which I didn't do, but had yeah. I gone, that's probably the one person I'd have would have loved to have seen, like there. You know that. Mm. I mean, obviously the others, but I mean, obviously him being British and stuff, I would have really have liked to have seen him. It was it was a bit annoying that he wasn't there because, um, like I say, it was you know how 
the merchandise stand now is like t-shirts are 20 pounds right see that yeah at wwe they're 25 if i remember yes i think you're right they'll probably they'll be 30 this year with the vat increase oh politics but no carry on yeah but indeed there was one shirt that was 25 pounds oh okay there was a hulk hogan no this one really yeah, because it's like a polo shirt, if you remember. That oh, yes, yes, it is. That is that is a nice shirt, though, isn't it? Oh, it is page. a nice shirt, yeah. So so when I was I, I was queuing up, not sure whether or not I was going to get anything, but because of the... But I wasn't... But the only way you could see what there was was to queue up, kind of thing. I see. So I got to the front and saw this TNA show, like a gargoyle on it. So oh, that's quite nice. I'll have, I'll have one of those. And they said, we only have small and medium. Oh. And that's and that's too little for me, uh, well, too little for most blokes, I guess. And so I went uh, 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 that one sort of thing, and got the Desmond Wolf shirt. So it's like it, I I don't I'm not really sure how I ended up with this shirt, but I quite like it, as you say, because it looks good anyway. You know what I mean? Yes. It's quite a nice shirt anyway. Uh, I could I could wear this on a fashionable night out with a good young lass. I, un- unfortunately, when I go out, I, I'm qu- I quite happily put on wrestling t-shirts. Um, yeah. yeah but, but having said that, I've had I've had a Chris Jericho shirt on, and I bumped into someone going, "Oh my god, is that Chris Jericho's t-shirt?" I went, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh my god, it's band Fozzy. We ended up where uh, my band uh, ended up opening for him, you know, for a few t- for a tour in England." So he wow. said, "Like, yeah." I was like, "Oh my god!" So we got into the real Chris Jericho, and he's very nice. But there you go. Uh, all because I-, I all because I wore a Jericho shirt. So you never know. Oh, I see what you mean. You mean I could be walking around with a Desmond Wolf shirt? Yes, and, and you, can have, you can have a former Desmond Wolf girlfriend come up to you and say, "Is that a Desmond Wolf shirt?" Or and you know, you know Nigel McGuinness. I used to sleep with him. Can I sleep with you? You never know. Oh, oh, that's a thought. Yeah, you see. Yeah, that's a thought because she's kind of like you know, I I was with someone who's like muscular or whatever. Now I want sort of more your average guy sort of thing, uh, sort of thing, and then she sleeps with me. And it turns out to be brilliant. So, as most women find when they sleep with me, because they, they don't, because I don't think I don't think they ha- they hope for much at the start, kind of thing. But it usually works out well. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Anyway. Oh, oh, it, it, it all works well. I'm very good in in that area, sort of thing. Uh, because, because, <laughs> because, well, I am. No. I take, it's because I take my time. Ah, oh, I see. That's good. I do. I've heard. I take, Yes. What do you not? Uh, various. It varies. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so anyway, um, when I, so what, what was I saying? TNA. That's it. That's so, it. Yeah, um, sort of thing. So what was the? Oh yeah, that's it. So Jeff Jarrett beat Johnny Moss, and I was delighted to say that he that he beat him with a guitar shot. That nice. Was nice. That was. We then had um, a slightly confusing pairing. We had Beer Money, which was great. Uh, you know, they yeah. were very, very, very over, despite being part of Fortune these days and Immortal and all that, versus uh, Brutus Magnus and a guy called Mark Haskins. Oh. Who I've never heard of. British? Yes. But he didn't have a t shirt, did he? No. He was no Desmond Wolf. No, he wasn't. Oh, oh, wait. Are we talking? Oh, we're talking. Definitely not a Desmond Wolf. Oh, he was fine. Oh, okay. But he, you know, nothing special at all. 
Uh, but it, it was just kind of who it was. Just, what? Who the hell is this? You know, kind of thing. It was a bit odd. It was a bit odd. Just because clearly, because it, it, clearly, it's a match Wolf could have done. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, easily, and and Magnus, as he's now just called, was of course Wolf's tag partner briefly. Yes, he was, wasn't he? Yes, when they called him the London Brawler. And then then I think they both failed tests, drugs tests, and yet they brought back Magnus, but they didn't use Wolf. No, there's something... There, I think there's something there that... We don't know all the information, I think, on that. That could be the case. Because let's be honest, before Hogan and Bischoff uh, helped to ruin TNA, in my opinion, yeah... Right, yeah. um, Desmond Wolf had a fantastic feud, I believe, with Kurt Angle, and I've, I people were raving about the series of matches he was having with him, and his push, kind of, even before we kind of, you know, went missing, let's say, missing in action, his push seemed to go a bit south, southward, you know, when when yeah. with, with the, you know, with with, with the uh, with the new people coming in, and the strange thing is. When, you know, they did a thing in TNA where they actually had, like, a, a viewer's poll for who you wanted to be the number one contender. Oh, oh yes. I, I know where you're going. Carry on. Yeah, yeah, which they then completely ignored. Yes, they did. I think Desmond Wolf actually, if he didn't win it... He no, he did. Pocket. He did. He did win it. I, I, believe, I believe he topped it. Yeah, and yet they just still ignored it. Yes, but yes, because I remember finding it hilarious. Yeah, so. it's just bizarre. Yeah, it's a bit like how, like you know, it's a bit like TNA. WWE been guilty of it. Kind of refused to go with Samoa Joe and decided to put the belt on in. Decided to put the belt on in, kind of like a year too late, for example. You know. Yeah. Which you could have argued WWE did with Jeff Hardy. I think I think the Jeff Hardy bandwagon in WWE could have started really a year earlier when he originally feuded with Randy Orton at the Royal Rumble. Remember that match? I do remember that. I th- match. Everyone felt. You know, put the belt on him and just have him lose it and no way out. But, you know, make him a big deal instead of a... And uh, he was ready to go then, I felt. I remember you saying uh, about how over you felt he was. Yeah. And yeah. Ra- and uh, and they went on, I believe, to have Randy Orton versus Triple H at WrestleMania 25. For it, and we all know what happened to that. So We do all know what happened to that. It was delightful. Yes, of course. Of course. Anyway... Uh, so yeah, so Jeff Jarrett beat Johnny Moss, and then that was it. Was as I say, it was all right, but it was again quite basic wrestling, which is a bit odd. And then as I say, we had Beer Money versus these two British guys. The two uh, the two British guys did pretty much bugger all. To be honest, it was more or less a squash kind of thing. But like, I don't mean a squash in the sense it was over in like two minutes, but in the sense it, they that they was very much dominated by Beer Money. Oh, I see. Yeah, clearly TNA realised that Beer Money were going to go over the faces in this one. Um, well, actually, they might not have, who knows? Uh, but either way, they did. And as in that match, that that was certainly the highlight of the night so far, was that. But again, quite basic. Then you had the interval, where I had a wee, which is nice. <laughs> nice. That's that really. nice. My friend Craig was there, he had a pool. And uh, which I imagine was also nice. I I I didn't. I just had a wee. So you had, you had a stand up toilet and you had a sit down toilet. 
Pretty much. But one of the studs on my... I was wearing fingerless gloves like, when I when I walked into the loom like, with, with studs on them. Oh, okay. And one of my studs fell off in the urinal. Oh, no. Uh, into the trough. I lost a stud. Oh, no. Now the only stud I have in my life is you. Oh, that's, that's really nice, actually. Thank you. That's Every lovely. Thank you. We love each other, don't we, John? We do. We do. Nonetheless... After the interval, we had something or other that I'll remember in a second. What was it? Mm, it wasn't that one. It wasn't that one. Oh, no. I would ask my friend Duncan, who's there with me, who's staying in mind, but he's probably now asleep. Oh, then again. I can hear him saying something. Who's there? Oh, he's there. One of my dad. Anyway, I can, I can, hear, I can hear rumblings in my house. <laughs> Well, well, as long as you know who it is, that's always good, isn't it? And it's not some poltergeist come to get you, Mike. I don't think it's a poltergeist. Did Did your mate enjoy the show? Yes, he did. Oh, good. Yes, he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I was there with with three others, and they they uh, all certainly didn't have a good time. Uh, and uh, which is nice. We were not there quite early. We, like we we hang out during the day before the show, kind of thing. Oh yeah. That was all lovely. Yeah, got up to Wembley at about. Three, I think it was. Oh, okay. And basically just sat in pub for a few hours. That was cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I had a very big burger. Very big burger. And oh, how was... how would you rate this burger? Oh, that was a good burger. Oh, good. That was a good burger. That, that, and there was nothing basic about it. That was that people put time into this burger. Uh, the chef was a very good worker, uh, sort of thing. Uh, it was it was a well worked burger. <laughs> a well worked burger. Well worth book. At least, at least a US champion burger. Okay. Oh, I like that. A US champion. Wow, wow. How much do, 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 does WWE care about the championships? But uh, yes. Uh, is, is, it, is it worthy? Is it, is it a well worked burger? So we're talking Brian Danielson versus Nigel McGuinness slash Desmond Wolf, yeah? Burger. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, okay. Uh, that's uh, excellent. So, so, so. <laughs> We we should have an episode of comparing foods to wrestling matches. Um, That's a thought. Yes, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I think Randy Orton's gone off. Uh, well, well, yeah, but let's be honest. But let's be honest. Uh, you know, eggs, eggs, tuna, and uh, dog poo don't quite go well together anyway. So it's never going to work, was it? That's true. That's yeah, true. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I didn't understand that our own analogy. No. No, I just thought of things that wouldn't go together, really, and then decided it would be Randy Orton. Fair enough. See, that's the thing with Orton. As I, as I mentioned before, I, um, I don't dislike him in the way that I used to, but I think there's a reason for this. Yes. I, oh. don't, think, I don't think it's because he's improved. I think it's because he's been used better. Yeah, but, yeah still, but let's be honest, they're, they're pushing him as a face. Yes. I can't... I, I, I can never see him as... Even I can never really see even on a John Cena level by pushing him as a face. You push him as a heel, I can never see him as a Jericho at his peak or a Triple H at his peak, if that makes sense, you know? Uh, I, see. I can never see him at either extreme being the me- mega successful. I mean, so let's be honest, yeah. Randy Orton headline, headlining a pay-per-view in 2011, if he's in the main event at WrestleMania... I will. It will be for me. 
I don't like him anyway, so it's probably biased. But for me, that's going to have a negative effect rather than a positive. Unless it is an amazing, and I'm talking about amazing storyline, that not even I could, I, I could come up with on, well, goodness knows what, you know, on like 27 Red Bulls, you or I could come up with together. It's just, you know, I can't see how I'm going to like it. I tend to think Orton's had enough shots for now. Uh, more, but he's had more than enough for his whole career. I think he's lucky. He's still like he's lucky to have a job. If you really go, if you really want to, you know, go back in the history books. If you really want to get into it with his attitude, yeah, you're right. So, and his little antics. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Orton. We're here to talk about TNA for a change. Now, after the interval, we had something that I can't remember. Right. Name oh, name me some wrestlers. In TNA? Yeah. Were they a tag team? Scott Steiner's back, isn't he? Was it Scott, Scott Steiner? Steiner is back. I, why is he back? I don't know. We mentioned that. He's old know. and they've got too many guys anyway. I know. I know. I know, I know darling. It'll be okay in the end, don't worry, somehow. Oh, uh, I do hope so. Anyway. Okay, no, it wasn't him. Uh, carry on naming people. Scott. Was he old or new? Old or young? Oh, got it. It yep. was Rob Van Dam versus Matt Hardy. Ah, so old. Established, yeah, oldish, yeah. Now, that was a match where now, I am quite a big fan of Rob Van Dam. I mean, who isn't, really? Um, Yes, uh, I'm a big fan. He's another one that WWE should have pushed back in 2001, isn't he, and failed. But never mind, sorry, I'm just being mean. Pardon? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like Rob Van Dam. You put him. I think uh, you put him in the right feud, and it suddenly get it. But it has the potential to get extremely interesting. Exactly. I mean, but but even with that, so in the ring, he's just brilliant. Quite frankly, I mean, I mean, you just you know, you think back to Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn is obviously the one that sticks out of people's head. And those matches were just jaw dropping. Yeah, but then again, I mean, you can even look back at um. Uh, Rob Van Dam versus Jeff Hardy at SummerSlam for the hardcore title. That ladder match they had was brilliant, you know? You know what? I don't even know if I've ever seen that. Oh, it's worth a watch. SummerSlam 2001. That's the one where The Rock came back to fight Booker T for the WCW Championship and won. Same one yeah. where, actually, that was a really good SummerSlam because Stone Cold faced Kurt Angle, and I think it took about three, at least three stunners plus. To, uh, for Stone Cold to actually not win that match and get DQ'd to keep the belt. So, ah, really good. That, that's uh, one of the better Summer Slams. I'll put it up in the top two or three Summer Slams. That one of all time. I do remember a while ago you said you're going to do a copy of it for me. Oh, I must be doing that. Yes. Yeah, so or just uh, let you. Or when I see you, uh, I'm trying to think. WrestleMania. When yeah. we, because we obviously have an, uh, well, well, I think I think we collect. I don't know why we're we're planning our social lives now on the podcast. We uh, I think we we decided that we're definitely watching WrestleMania. We're not sure about the commentary, but we're definitely watching WrestleMania as a couple, didn't we? We are definitely watching it together. And as for the commentary, what's your current thinking? I've absolutely no idea. What potentially we could do, Mike? Go on. Is I will look, and if I have. If I could possibly get time off or have the day off work, we could possibly commentate on No Way Out instead. Which one would you rather do? Uh, you know what? I don't know. That's the reason. But the problem being is WrestleMania is 
my favourite pay-per-view of the year, Royal Rumble probably being second now. It used to be SummerSlam, but it's now the Royal Rumble, because I don't think WWE cares about SummerSlam anymore. That is true. Yeah. Uh, But because because it's my favourite pay-per-view, it means I'd love to commentate on it. But, Mike, because it's my favourite pay-per-view, would mean I'd love to watch it. Oh, Yes. So, because, yeah, because this, this is quite similar to my to what to, to what I said, isn't it? So. Yeah, exactly. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It was it's a good idea, but it's our favourite pay per view, and it'd be wicked to commentate on it. But it's our favourite pay per view, and it'd be wicked to watch it. Mm, tricky indeed. And remember, it is four hours rather than three. Okay. So uh, I, I guess to be continued this discussion. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure. We will have an announcement soon. Or you could always email us. That's true. You could email us at www.podcast.googlemail.com to find out. To you, indeed. Amen. Um, so, so back to this TNA, TNA malarkey. There's Rob Van Dam. I love Rob Van Dam. Yep. In this match, he didn't really do anything. Oh. Who yeah. won? Uh, he did. Oh, good. Yeah, see, I think he won on the last on telly recently, or was going to against uh, against Matt Hardy. I know Matt Hardy beat him on a pay per view quite recently. Yes, but yeah, when he made his debut, I think. When he made his debut, yes. But in this in this particular match, I mean, I mean, you know, Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy was pretty good, sort of thing. Rob Van Dam, he what did he do? Well, is it, he did one dive over the, over the top rope. That was lovely. And he finished with a five star. Nice. Indeed, always nice. But I want maybe maybe I, I've not seen Robert Ben wrestle for for a few months. So maybe it's just a case of I'm wanting something that was ten years ago. But he's not he's not he's not exactly old, is he? He's still only in his late thirties. No. Sort of thing. But yeah, I, I wanted to see the Rob Van Dam that, you know, will kill someone with a Van Terminator, you know, and all that. Maybe he only so, saves that for pay per views now. Maybe, maybe. When even less people are watching. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Watching. ooh so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Very true. Very well, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's bad. I think you mentioned it, actually. The fact that the people at Wembley Arena, there's more people there paying for tickets than there are buying TNA pay-per-views. That's scary, some isn't them, it? Yeah, some of them, yeah. It's an unbelievable yeah. thought, isn't it? It is, but it happens. But it, yes, it is. It is unbe- an uh, unbelievable thought. So what happened after the uh, the RVD match? After RVD versus Matt, um, Matt Hardy, we had uh, Jeremy Borash was doing all the ring announcing, sort of thing, as he says to do, and he said, we next have a match between a future legend Ooh. and a legend. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So the future legend came out Doug Williams. Okay. Yeah. See, at that point, it should have been Desmond Wolfe. Surprise, surprise. It would have been amazing, wouldn't it? It would have been brilliant. No, but... Uh, I think it's... it's, I need him to come back so there's any point to me owning this shirt. I I can't... I think he will. Um, I hope so. This was 25 quid. Yes. uh, Yeah. The fact that they're selling it means he's obviously still on their payroll somehow. True. Yeah, I suppose. Or they just had some left. Well, you know, funny enough, being TNA, uh, that really would not. Surpri- I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if there were some Chris Harris T-shirts there. They're still selling, for example. You know. Yeah. Brandon <laughs> Force or whatever his name was. Yes. 
something like that. Random something. Random flowers. Let's go with that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be bizarre if it turned out Chris Harris had cut his hair short and become the lead singer of The Killers? What? what? That'd be good. That'd be a bit of a surprise. It'd be, it'd be good for he's doing well. Yes. So it definitely would have been good for he's doing well. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, so yeah. And then came out the legend. Ric Flair? Ric Flair. Hey. Yep. And it was it was one of those matches where you know in these early 60s it's not going to be a classic. But with Flair, it's still fun, you know? Yes. It's still a bit of a laugh to see him strutting and to see him. He did the Ric Flair flop, that front fall he does. Oh, brilliant. Did I get a chair? Oh, yeah, including from me and sort of thing. And he did a couple of shot blocks kind of thing and then strapped on the figure four and he won. Not really? Rick Flair won. Yeah, Rick Flair won, which is cool. One thing that was a bit of a shame, though, that my friend Duncan mentioned, that he didn't get any time on the mic, which is a shame. No. Bit odd. At this point, no one really had. Yeah, that is strange, because the the time I went, and the times you've gone, there was a fair amount of mic work, wasn't there? So I can't remember much. You, You have a better memory than I do. Um, well, I didn't go the last time, but the first time it was at Wembley, uh, I know that Dudley's got on the mic, uh, Kurt Angle got on the mic, uh, whoa, I think Mick Foley definitely was there, he got yeah. on the mic, so yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah, that adds up in my head, yeah, but indeed, this, but yeah, at this point, no one really had any mic time, anyway, then we got to the main event, TNA World Heavyweight Championship match. Ooh. Oh, another one of them. Jeff Hardy challenging Mr. Anderson. Sort of thing. Uh, uh, which, which prompted marvellous chance of we are arseholes. Nice. We are arseholes, which is great, because I think I am an arsehole when it comes to Mr. Anderson. I think I'm a bit of an arsehole. So uh, they came out. They had a, they had a, they had a pretty good match. Uh, what was better than the match? Yeah. Anderson returned, as you'd expect, was was Anderson on the mic afterwards. He, had, the, he was the first person that got any mic time. No, okay. So, yeah, basically, he, he just grabbed the mic and, and just did his Anderson thing. <laughs> wait, and goes, wait, I'm going to do another one. And then JB was going to say, ladies and gentlemen, goes, wait, do you want the show to close with JB or me? That kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, you know, and all that. And he did this thing afterwards where he did a big thank you to the fans. He said, I, I speak, I'm saying this on behalf, I can speak on behalf of me and me and me. <laughs> oh, and the fans and Dixie. Oh, Dixie came out and did a bit of a speech. Oh, 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 okay. And sort of thing. And so Mr. Anderson on the mic was great. Sort of thing. And then that was the end of the show. So overall, as I say, the wrestling was really basic and not what I normally expect from TNA. But the atmosphere was great and Anderson was great. So that's why for me it's been a mixed show. Thumbs up. Oh. Thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle. Uh, I will go with... It's, it's so weird. I, I'm really torn on this one because it's one of those ones where... The spectacle of it was great. You know what I mean? Yes. 
But put it this way, if I'd just been watching it on TV and not been there, I'd have gone, that was a bit weak. Because, as I say, what happened in the ring was so basic and normal. So for me, so for me, it was it was a little disappointing, but it was still a fun night. I see. Oh, okay, good. I mean, did, did uh, well, uh, yeah. So kind of like thumbs at uh, nine o'clock. Around there, yes. Okay. But there were a couple of things crossed my mind. Yeah. I I know AJ Styles is injured. That's fine. Kurt Angle had to pull out because his girlfriend's having a baby. That's quite funny. Yes. No, 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 obviously not what happened, that's terrible, but the fact that pull out and he mentioned pull out and baby. And oh, all you need now is contraception and then you're complete. Then you'd be fine. Not but that I found, yeah, yeah, I did not find the Kurt Angle thing funny. It's great. Congratulations to Kurt Angle and mm. obviously uh, the fact that he had a little one. It must have been a horrible ordeal what he went through, especially being so far away. What did he go through exactly? Remind me. His uh, wife, uh, high blood pressure, I believe she passed out, went unconscious as well during the whole uh, birth thing. Oh. And obviously him being overseas, finding out about that must have been horrible, you know? Fucking hell, yeah. Yeah, so fair play to Kurt Angle. Yes, uh, sorry Mike, you, you were saying. No, no, I'm glad I now know even, I'm, I'm glad I now know more. But what was odd is, uh, uh, although this one wanted to say a lot of it, there's no abyss. Oh. A, a bit odd. And, of course, the big one for me, and I don't mean Desmond Wolf. the big one for me, no Samoa Joe. That isn't yet. That's yet. Well, yep. Talk about a fall from grace. Yes, he has. But then, then, but then again, he has, yeah, fall from grace, yeah, but it's more TNA's fault than Joe's really, isn't it? Surely that one, I think. Don't you think? Or I do go with that. Yeah, I mean, apparently Joe. The thing is, apparently Joe is now a bit out of shape. But the thing is, I can't tell. No, you can't tell. But then again, what what reason does he have to be in shape for when TNA is the way it is at the moment? That's true. You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a bit weird. I mean, I mean, obviously TNA at the moment. As I said, we've said TNA for over a year at least has been kind of fucked booking wise. Sort of thing, but yeah, with Joe, it's just a case of he's an amazing talent. He is, and yeah, you yes, know, he, they, he's been on their biggest buy rate with Kurt Angle. Uh, I believe their biggest buy rate being that lockdown MMA type match they had because the build up was fantastic and the match itself was quite good as well. And yet, he just does, he just doesn't get used. I mean, yeah, I and I know that his I know that he sometimes goes off the handle backstage. Well, you can't blame him sometimes. For... Yeah, some often there's a reason. Yes. Sort of thing, and maybe they're sort of punishing him a bit for that. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I would just like to. I would just like to see. I'd like to see Joe. Yeah, I mean, I paid. I paid my money. I'd like to see Samoa Joe. Yeah, exactly. I, I think. I think TNA was at its peak when I think you and I first met at its peak creatively, and probably in terms of. Uh, well, they probably they may have more fans now, but I think let's say of uh, the uh, the product being amazing and people watching it, basically loving it. I think it peaked uh, the, that the year that you and I first met. That sounds yeah, d- down you know down in London. Yeah, 
Well, yeah. That's it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, when they, yeah, at the uh, and the, that was just brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, that that year that you had and the year Angle came in, and then the year after that, and then it kind of went downhill, didn't it? That's yeah, what I kept saying. It just became a bit confused. Yes, this is exactly trying to be too many things at once yeah. and sort of thing, and losing its own identity a bit. So we got TNA, uh, not a complete thumbs up, not a complete thumbs down, but it was, Mike, obviously you're glad you went, by the sounds of it. I am glad I went, and, yeah. you, and I'd imagine you'd go again next year. I suspect so. But you, you see, it sounds like uh, this year was more for the atmosphere and everything rather than the amazing matches that you enjoyed the most. Yes, the wrestling was better last year. Yeah. And and once again, massive crowd. Obviously, it sounds they're really hot into TNA, into the people. Very hot, very the hot. stupid idiot. They're, they're clueless fuckwits, if you don't mind me saying. Or the clueless people at TNA decided not to bring cameras or film an impact as per usual. So that is now, what, the uh, third year at Wembley Arena in a row that they've had a massive, hot, massively hot crowd. Possibly the biggest... One of the biggest in TNA's company, one of the biggest of the year. No TV, cameras. And, this, and do you know what else? Yeah. They said we're back next year. Yep. And you'd have thought that if that they would say we're back next year for an impact, you know? How many years do they have to practically sell out Wembley Arena before they think, let's stick in a couple of cameras? When it's too late, probably, no, in TNA. What do you mean? Uh, as in, as in, <laughs> as in, uh, either when they've gone out of business or no one really cares. <laughs> ah, I see. But no, I, I don't want them to go out of business. No, no, I, I, I don't know. Is there any saving this company? I don't. Th- I want them. I want them to go out of business and then someone from the ashes rebuild a new wrestling company without all the shit. What I would, what I'm concerned about. As I've mentioned before, Dixie Carter, great businesswoman. No one's denying that. But I think she's a bit naive. Clueless, let's be fair. I think it's gone from naive to clueless now because it's gone on for this long. And the fact that they're still doing, they've spent all this extra money for literally, we're talking no extra gain and very likely pay-per-views going down. Correct. TV ratings haven't gone up, really. No. Pay-per-views have gone down. Don't know what their merchandise is. I don't quite know what their merchandise is doing. Creatively, they're exactly the same as they were last year and the year before that. See, this is the thing with TNA. As I've mentioned many times, wrestling-wise, they are usually brilliant and creatively just shocking. Yeah, exactly. And... Yeah, and Dixie Carter, I think, from my, yeah, she is not. I think she's she's definitely gone from naive to clueless now. Because you uh, even and you said she's a good businesswoman, she is. But then you look at the numbers, you got to even question whether she's a good businesswoman now. You actually look at the numbers and how much they might have spent and what they put in there, and nothing's improving. You've got to wonder. Most business people would wonder where they've gone wrong. A private business company over here. Would the list to say some people the heads would be rolling, you know, by now if not have done so, and they would have restructured the company. That's a good point. So even by saying a good businessman, from my point of view, even that's uh, looking a bit weak now. 
Yeah, because if she was a good businesswoman, she would realise there was a problem. Yeah, and there is, as we know. Yeah, but because... that's the thing with TNA, right? They seem to do, as we mentioned before, all, for every day that they, are, that they are doing exactly the same in America, they seem to, they, they seem to do well in a new market overseas. I think so it's the I... overseas are saving them to a certain degree as well. Exactly. So what I reckon is this, because they're now quite big in Germany, I believe. But may, so maybe their thinking is this: as long as we're still growing, we're all right. Yeah, you know well, I mean? yeah, which is but very naive. It is. It, it, it. I mean, it's true and it isn't because although it's great that they're doing better internationally, they could be doing so much better domestically. They could be, but then if they're, if they're going to be rubbish to it, if they're going to sort their product out, WWE, do they do their tour? They don't do many tours. And when you look at TNA being a sellout, they, let's be fair, Mike, they could they, they could do this European tour, you know, your Germany, your Ireland, you, you know, your Italy, obviously, have been quite big in the past, obviously England, maybe. They could do this tour at least twice a year, if you know, and it, it would still be a sellout. And they could make a big deal out of it by filming impacts and specials, which they don't. Yeah, yeah, they probably could, yeah, they probably could do it I mean... Yeah, exactly. I mean, you do you 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 know. Obviously, impact's not not live, but you, uh, anymore. But you do you do your impact. You film like one in Germany, one in Int- one in Italy, one in England, one in one in Ireland. You know, you actually film that with a bit of story. You know, with a bit of storyline. You got your four impacts before a pay per view, for example, haven't you? Yeah, so. that, makes, that makes sense to me. And it's just having that sort of occasion, that sort of crowd. Will make people go, hey, did you hear about TNA? They did, they played in front of the state, they're doing shit hot in Germany. Yeah, you know? uh, exactly. And they can, they can be the wrestling company then. They could overtake WWE, obviously not domestically, they haven't got a chance at the moment, you know. Yeah. But, but if they did sort their shit out, as we get, they could take over WWE's position on a global scale especially if they yeah. focus more more towards Europe and Australia are hungry for wrestling they 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 always want WWE to go over you know have TNA go over and be big in Australia as well you know they they could they will be quietly creeping up on WWE if they did sort that out in their booking but let's be honest they're not going to do that by the sounds of it but what we need i mean it it shouldn't be difficult no it's 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 obvious that's that, that's that's what's so annoying that's the thing. It, I mean, it, it, it shouldn't be difficult. Russo out, someone like Sapolsky in. Exactly. Completely, you know, completely agree. Mm. You know, I mean, and, and they need to get, like, like obviously, uh, Shane McMahon was head of, like, international whatever with WWE, yeah. you know, and everything. And obviously, he did, he did a very good, he was very good for WWE. Yes. On, on, on a global scale, they, you know, they need, as we said, they need to focus, just, you know, more on that. I feel uh, take an impact on the road, perhaps if it, you know, that's uh, that is yeah, take an impact on the road, maybe uh, a bit of a risk, maybe, but still. I don't think it would be a huge. Net today. I think the way their shows are possibly domestic because of how bad the pirates are doing domestically. Two thousand six, two thousand seven. They would have done it and probably been quite successful. Yes. So if they can get back to those levels of 2006, 2007, where TNA, you really felt they were a big deal, or an up-and-coming wrestling company rather than just yeah. meh, yeah, you could have done it easily, I reckon. I like your way of summing up TNA as meh. 
Well, it is, isn't it? It's just, nah. you know, where in 2006, 2007, we didn't have this podcast, but I can assure you, we would be raving about TNA, and I'm sure if we had the wrestling company of the year, those two years, it very likely would have beaten WWE. Probably, yeah. I was so excited about when TNA was first about. Yeah, remember when they first got their TV deal on Spike and you heard it, and then on Bravo, and it was, you know, the impact was only one hour, and it was better then than it is now. That's the weird thing, yeah. And and even now, it still feels rushed, and they put all this shit in. I mean, sometimes you feel the feuds are done in two, you know, a feud which could be spaced over three months is done in one show, even. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, TNA. Well, from TNA to uh, well, before we Wait, go, t- yep. before we move away from TNA, mm-hmm. just in case not everyone's heard, should we tell them about what's what's happened with them? Well, with TNA, the fact that they're now on a TV channel on Freeview, as we were saying, as we've said that's, earlier, that's the one. In case you haven't heard, folks, TNA finally has a new UK home. It's quite random. It's the it's the it's Challenge TV from February the eighth, Tuesday night at ten o'clock. Uh, I believe it is. That's when Impact Explosions and pay per views will start being shown on Challenge TV, which by that time will be on Freeview, giving them potentially an enormous audience. Yes, pretty much, well, yeah, a lot more than Sky, for example. Fair enough, yeah. it's not a massive TV station. No, right, no, no, but if you're a wrestling fan and they advertise, we're talking even hard, you know, advertise hardcore wrestling fans or even, and they do yeah. their advertising well enough, you know, you, for example, they put it on your Facebook advertising or whatever, you know, websites you'd go to, uh, big deal, definitely, and exactly. go from there. If they can market this well, it could be an enormous step for them. Completely agree. So anyway, as you say, moving away from TNA, there's also, as you mentioned. A- Huge news in WWE. And what's that, Mike? Well, I believe it involves a series called Tough Enough. Yes, yes, Mark Henry is hosting. Mark Henry is... No! (laughs) There is going to be a very interesting host of Tough Enough. Why don't you indulge us, Mr. Kelly? Well, he's cold. He is. Some people might say he's made of stone. That's correct. And he likes Budweiser's. Yes, he does. And he, his first name rhymes with Peeve. Yes, and his surname rhymes with... Uh, Boston? Boston? Yes, it's none other than Mark Henry. No, um, it's none other than Steve... Stone Cold Steve Austin will be hosting the relaunch of the Tough Enough series when it returns 4th of April after Monday Night Raw. Good stuff. It's tough enough. Is back. Exciting. Is it anything like the other series? And you know what? At the end of the series, Maven's best example. You have a made star. Yep. If done right, you have an in almost an instant star, which is well, it's almost priceless, really, when you think about it. Especially these days, when it's so hard to get someone over. Indeed. I mean, as you say, so much less promotion is required. Exactly, you know, it's done, and then all you do is have this star go into a feud with pretty much, you know, like a, a main eventer who's having some downtime, for example, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, an example would be, I mean, I wouldn't class Big Show as a main event, so let's see. For example, uh, like for, not now, but maybe like, you know, so, so for example, like Seamus, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, a, good, that's a good idea. Yeah, have, have him go over Seamus, and then suddenly, well, he actually is a big deal after winning this show, for example. And, and Seamus is someone he could, not hugely, but learn a little bit from as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and obviously he was doing promos and stuff, and you know you've got you've kind of got your semi main event on a card with him, you know, already made, and see where it goes from there. Exactly. Now, by the way, yes, these main eventers who are on their downtime. Yes. Uh, there's something that I want to mention that I'm pretty sure you. Uh, I don't know if you'll have heard about it, but I'm pretty sure you'll have an opinion on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Me having a, us have an opinion, Mike? Surely not. I know. Have you heard of a film that uh, I think is called The Chaperone? Oh, my God. Yes. You have heard? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. It's opening in a few... Not It's a bit like Legendary, which I've seen, and it's not bad. But still, it's opening in a few... Um, Cinemas. Yeah, not many at all. Yeah, basically, WWE are releasing another film called The Chaperone, and its star is... A beardless Triple H. Yes. Family, comedy... I I don't know. Um, To be fair, fair, I thought Triple H, he kind of played himself in the film, but he wasn't bad in Blade Trinity. Yes. But he played himself, really, didn't he, pretty much. I never really saw it. To be okay, honest. wasn't many lines. Nice and simple. Big bad guy. Grr. Grr. Yeah, played himself as a heel. Uh, well, you know my opinion on WWE. Um, when you come, you know, when you've got enough trouble with your company and making that entertaining, and once again, not a bad TNA, but falling buy rates. Believe it or not, yeah. their stock, their stock's taken a hit as well so far. Our stock, Mike. Oh God! Yeah, we're losing money. We yes, we are. Um, yeah. Uh, as take as taken a big hit. You don't you, give up the movies for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I'm sorry. You that can't put it much plain, You can't put it much plainer than that. Yeah, you know, give up the movies. And if you're going to do movies, documentaries. That's what you're good at. WWE. Very good when they take the time to do them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, they're so silly. We're tough enough coming around the corner. It would have been perfect to basically put the first series of Tough Enough onto DVD each episode and sell it for 30 quid. People will be buying it straight off, won't they? I'd have a look, yeah. You know, or something, you know, for, for, for example. It's yeah. just, ah, oh, it just winds me up. Can you sum up your feelings into one, into one five-second noise? <laughs> Constipation. That did sound a bit like a very erotic poo. <laughs> very erotic. Well, yeah. It, it, I don't know. Imagine it's it, it. Imagine it's the same feeling. You know, like, imagine if you had a poo, but it had loads of spikes on. Oh God. Yeah. Someone. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be the sound. Oh, there was a chant I forgot to mention. <laughs> oh yeah. That I think you'd enjoy. It was directed toward Matt Hardy. Oh dear. You're fat, and you know no. you. Are. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and you know you are. I'm, t- I'm telling you, we're doing a show this year, the rise and fall of the Hardys. Ah, oh, bless him. I know. Um, so Matt Hardy was he fat? Was he out of shape? 
Well, supposedly, but he, he he looked fine tonight. Yeah, oh, that's all right then. Yeah, he looked fine. I think I think he's lost a lot of fans over these stupid YouTube rants, etc. You know, it's funny, isn't it? What what helped make him a superstar, the internet and stuff, has almost turned him. At, you know, is uh, been also his undoing almost. Did the internet? Oh well, yeah, because what really made him really like we're talking Edge and Lita and all that. Yeah. yeah. And then look at it now when he left WWE and did all these stupid videos, which we've both seen. It's just oh, get a life, you know. They were just strange. Yes, so they were. You're they, fat and you know who are, you dear. You're fat and you're... Poor guy, it, it poor guy. Well I, also, I also yelled out, Matt Hardy's here, hide the fat women. Oh dear, that's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, just did, I, I, I just did it for a while. <laughs> oh, did I tell you... Did I, uh, did I tell you oh yeah, I told you about... Oh, I told you about cyber cash. I told you about, uh, there was some other, there was something else, some other brilliant chance, but I can't remember what it was now. Uh, oh shit, that's happening. Anyway, hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure it will come to you, Mike. Probably, and then I'll go brilliant, and then I go, no, we're not in the air. Oh dear. <laughs> um. Well, b- b- before we go, yes. uh, Royal Rumble. Of course. Okay, well, let's quickly run that down. Natalia, Lake Hall. Uh, or handicap match, women's championship. Who's going to win? Oh, for the love of God, please and tell me that. I think it'll be look cool though. Yeah, you do. Yep, I do. And they've mentioned the idea of Natalia being overweight. How original! Yeah, like you didn't Mickey J. Oh, yeah, fuck off, WWE. Exactly, it's you the know? same storyline from last year. Yeah, yeah, which was very unpopular. Uh, you know. Oh, I, let's be honest. Get rid of the whole women's division for fuck's sake. If you're gonna, you know, it's just ridiculous. And ha- and let Natalia go. I, I, I would say TNA, but their women's division is not exactly great these days. But you have to go shimmer or somewhere. Yeah, and 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 yeah, it's just. Oh, actually, actually, you might do this. She could go to WEW. Women's Extreme Wrestling, is it? Yeah. Well, they 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 have they have two names. The other okay. one. They're also known as women's erotic wrestling. Ah, I see. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know. It's just uh, that. Oh wow. I don't know. I, don't, I give up. Um, Edge versus Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, Edge versus Dolph Ziggler. I quite like Dolph Ziggler. I'm, I'm very pleased for him. Yep, but he's not winning, is he? Let's be fair. Probably not. But you, you can't think. Where are they going with why? Why would you have a baby face as the champion of this day? Uh, yeah. no idea. Uh, nope. Exactly, it seems strange, doesn't it? Yeah. But then again, John, yeah, well, John Cena won the, war, the won his match against Edge at the Royal Rumble in 2006. He was a babyface. Fair enough, coming in, he wasn't the champion, but... That's true. But that was to set up a pretty, as, as, as it was billed at least, a titanic clash. Of him versus Triple H. I mean, you can't. You're not going to do that with Edge. Yeah, days. yeah, but once again, it's because uh, I'm. I just like moaning, obviously, Mike. Let's be honest. How hot was Edge at this point, and how hot would it have been if he had a? Not that you want to, but a fuck finish of the Royal Rumble because the Royal Rumble being the main event, you know, yeah, yeah, really, and even though it wasn't that year, and have Edge John, and then have Edge meet John Cena after a nice build at WrestleMania would have, in my opinion, been bigger than John Cena and Triple H. 
It would have, yeah. As uh, you said, the, the ratings told the story. They did. I mean, they did it with Batista, because it was, obviously it was meant to be Randy Orton, uh, yeah. wasn't it, at WrestleMania 21? But no. So, you they, know, they've done they, it before. They listened to the audience. Yes, and look, and look what happened. Success. They did listen to the audience. Look what happened. An average match with not an. It had it had a fair amount of heat. Go. It had a fair amount of heat. The actual match did, but going into it, I didn't feel all that excited about it. Of course, of course, Batista uh, is back. Is he? Yeah, he's changed his name to Mason Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought I was missing out on an exclusive piece of news. Well, they have. Well, before we get to the before we get to the Royal Rumble itself, uh, yeah. Miz, Randy Orton, Miz winning still. Yeah, I think so. I think I yeah. Think, yeah, Miz. I mean, do you think he'll be champion for Mania? I think people are saying John Cena versus the Miz for Mania. Oh, okay. Uh, that is a lot better than John Cena versus Randy Orton. Yes, it is because we've seen it so many times. Yeah, and if the if the Miz gets a clean win over Randy Orton, or a, or a one two three win over Randy Orton, let's say with no you know maybe okay fair enough if he cheats a bit, but no one actually getting involved, it, it will make Miz look at. I think Miz needs that, and it's not really going to hurt Randy Orton. You see, I get confused by this sort of thing, right? I've heard a few people say Miz isn't being booked strongly as a champion, right? Well, he nearly lost to Jerry the King Lawler, and the only win, convincing win he had, he's, he's had, is over John Morrison, who really at the moment is kind of like upper mid-card-ish. That's true. But what I don't understand is this. When Triple H first won the WWE Championship, right? Yeah. Back in 99, mm-hmm. he used to cheat to win every week, and, it was, and no one complained. No. It's, he, it's, he, he's a heel he, champion. It's the it's the internet. Yeah, can we, uh, look at Ric Flair back in the exactly. day. Every match. Every match. Yep, I like it. JBL more recently JBL, as well. Same. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But it would be. I yeah, I don't really have a problem with that. I think I think the win at the TLC was fun, but it was quite cheap. It was definitely very really cheap way of winning though. I can't remember why, but there was a reason. I could I didn't see TLC unfortunately. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, but let's be fair. I think it would discredit the Miz if he lost this match, though. Oh yeah, he can't yeah. lose. I think he needs to win it. If WWE do want to make new stars, you know, yeah. and he is a star, but he still needs help. Yes, he does. Of yeah. course. And you know, if uh, and I can I can only see him winning it. So. Got to, got to win it. Forty man Royal Rumble. The biggest ever. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yes. Um, Triple what H. Does is... What does that mean? Well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only by numbers, I meant. You know. Oh, yeah, physically the biggest. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying it's the most significant or, or whatever. But yeah. No. 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 Unless uh, unless our truth one. No. Um. Now that would be a bit of a surprise, wouldn't yes, it? Yes. Would so, uh, who who do you? I won't run through who's who's in it because you can look at that on the website and my mouth is getting dry. But who do you reckon, who do you think is going to win it? 34 people have been announced. Triple H is not amongst them. He's got to be one of the favourites. You've got to put John Cena up there. Alberta Del Rio, perhaps. Wade Barrett, maybe. CM Punk, maybe. Anyone else I'm missing that you can think of? They are the ones that I think you should keep an eye on. The ones that I particularly would look at 
as possibilities would be Punk and Del Rio. Okay. I I think. But they know the only problem being is they normally have a face win it. That should so maybe you're right, but I've seen the good sneak in the back door. Yeah, or yeah, or Triple H. And, and not for the first time. <laughs> Oh, all we've, got, all we've got a Triple H, possibly. But surely when Triple H comes back, he'll want Sheamus. Exactly, that's what I, I hope he wants Sheamus, put it that way. Yes. I think you are, I mean, there's the good thing about the Royal Rumble, which hasn't happened as of late, it used to be very good at telling a number of different stories over the, over the what is now, our, you know, hour-long match, you know? For example, and, yeah, because... Well, no, I mean, you've had, like, the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan tease and face off for a bit, but then not, you, you know, for example, you know? These mini-stories. Yeah. You had, uh, in 2000, you had Too Cool and Rikishi at the beginning, then knocking each other, then Rikishi knocking them out, for example. You had, uh, 2001, the two Hardy Boys on their own, then they ended up knocking each other out. Little stories, th- you know, throughout. You had, uh, people obviously start at number one, or number two, like your Mysterio, your Michaels, and your Canadian Wrestler X and win. And you've had your feuds, like, um, and your feuds start like Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels' feud started the Royal Rumble. Uh, you've had, I mean, I mean, I imagine, I imagine, obviously, Sheamus get, getting people out. Obviously, he's the only one in the ring, and then suddenly, uh, you know, Triple H's music hits, for example. Makes sense to me. Yeah, or everyone's down on the ground apart from Sheamus, and then Triple H's music hits. But what's what I lo- used to love about the Royal Rumble, all these little stories that they had, which they it's kind of lost the last few years. I mean, if you remember when, I think it was Daniel Puder, completely got rinsed with a, um, you know, with, with four-arm slaps up one year, remember? Well, was that, he only did one Rumble, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that was one, yeah. And also Mohammed Hassan getting destroyed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, things like, you know, but that seems to be missing these last few years, couple of years, it seems. Those those little touches they do. And then where you have like, the whole of Raw and SmackDown that they've done, uh, they they face, they suddenly, like, split into two and face off with each other, you know? Oh, yeah. But they don't do that anymore, it seems. Well, the only, the only example there really was last year was... Uh, Jericho and Edge? Jericho and Edge, and also Miz and MVP. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they do it a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, okay. You're right. Let's hope they do that more. Also, also in, oh, yeah, that reminds me. I saw a T-shirt today at the show that I found a bit of a surprise. Oh, yeah? It was like a 14-year-old boy, I think. Uh, He was in the gents when I was was in there. And his T-shirt said... Chris Benoit forever. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I said, controversial t-shirt, my friend. He said, yeah, but, you know, that's, that, you know, that's just an opinion, kind of thing. And the guy behind me said, yes, and it's not the wrong one. No. I thought, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, int- <laughs> funny you say that. Chris Jericho's book comes out beginning of Feb, first, I think. Well, within the first, uh, just after the first week of Feb, he has an interesting piece at, uh, in his book about Chris Benoit. I, I, I don't know exactly what it said. I think it's uh, about um, him as a person and what he's done and trying to separate the two, perhaps. But I'm not too sure. So don't quote me on that. But there is an interesting uh, pa- number of pages about Chris Benoit and Jericho's upcoming book. Okay. But that is interesting, isn't it? 
Now, Benoit will never, in my opinion, get in the Hall of Fame. Never, never, never. No, no. way. No matter how many, uh, but yeah, I think it's it's going to be. It's, I think it, it sounds bad, but perhaps for some people, as the years go on, what he did might become less bad. Yeah, yeah. For one of for one of a better term, uh, um, yeah. But I don't know. Well, you know, I, it's 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 a tricky one, isn't it? Because because as a wrestler, he he does deserve it, of course. Oh, yeah, he's he's yeah, wrestler wise guaranteed. Yeah, but of course, he turned out to be a bit of a nutter for various reasons. Uh, arguably, not all his own. Oh yeah, but we we'll never know. No, no, You're, we'll never know. Yeah, so yeah, I can say so, uh, that's what I don't think he'll ever go in the Hall of Fame though, out of principle. Do you think, right, that mm-hmm. they should get an actual Hall of Fame? Yes, there have been talks about that before. They have. Yes, they should have like a you know like a WWE Hall of Fame museum type thing. Yeah, completely agree. With a full, it's not not very hard to do. No, it really wouldn't. And it's not like McMahon hasn't got the money to actually buy a piece of property and have it as a museum. And I think then you kind of really you'd have to have it in New York, wouldn't you? Really, Connecticut, where they're based. I mean, he's saved. Vince McMahon is saving a lot of money now as well from the end of his wife's political career. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Yeah, there should be a there should be a Hall of Fame. Yeah. On a completely different subject, right? Yep. It just got me thinking. Uh, you know on Raw, Dan- they revealed that Daniel Bryan had a secret long-time girlfriend? Yes, Gail. Gail Kim, yeah. yeah. As you mentioned earlier on. I can't explain it, but I swear she she's not as attractive these days. Anyway. She's not as. Yeah. Maybe it's a Daniel Bryan effect. You never know. Anyway, and, uh, but this is the thing. In the uh, row that they had between the Bellas and Gail Kim, yeah, they said to her, as you'll probably remember, you're never even on TV, you're an afterthought. Yes, which is... <laughs> um, uh, true? Yeah, it's true, and really fucking mean. Yes, it is a bit, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, just remind the poor girl that... The, ter- the terrible position that she's in, company-wise. Yeah, uh, dear me. I mean, you can't, I can't blame her for leaving TNA because of the fact that she just asked for a, a bit of a pay rise uh, when her contract was up, especially considering that at the time, women's was the most highest rated on the show, and they said no. But yet, they can give, they can send in Hulk Hogan and all these old people that don't mean, well, you know, that really, in hindsight, haven't meant diddly squat. Indeed. So, it's not all entirely her fault that she's in WWE, but yeah, uh, um, let's be honest, I think, well, if if I was TNA and I wanted to build up my women's division again, I would come knocking. And definitely. I would definitely come knocking on Natalia's door and offer her a fair bit of money. If Yeah, I mean, if, if, if such a thing would be possible, why not? Exactly. Hmm. So, women's wrestling uh, needs... Oh, speaking of which, uh-huh. has Kong actually signed for for WWE? Uh, according to Meltzer, 
answer yes. I call it the melts of the answers yes. Oh, she could be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. She could. Talking about surprise entrance, uh, Dave Batista. News on him's gone very quiet. I haven't heard anything about him after wanting to be in MMA. Is he going to be doing a U-turn? Or will he just do a one-off surprise at the Royal Rumble? And will Jericho come back? I don't think he will, if I had to guess, but I would I would love it if he did. Why don't you think he will? Uh, well, well uh, yeah. it depends, really. It, it would make a perfect sense in a funny way. I know he's got a lot of book tour dates. Okay. How, but, but because his book's coming out as well... It would help plug it, yeah. Yeah. And let's be honest, they really need a someone like a Jericho. Um, well, you know, Shawn Michaels might be back. I don't think in a wrestling front, but they need yeah. someone like him for WrestleMania because I don't know what they're doing really, you know. And he, you know, if if you want a semi-main event that could be quite juicy and interesting, he's be you know potentially he could be your man. Should we try and book a WrestleMania card? I tell you what, we'll do that for after the Royal Rumble. Alright, cool. Yeah? Although, if we do it after the Rumble, uh, won't it be kind of mapped out for us? Not necessarily. We could we could do what we did last year, which actually, believe it or not, was one of our most downloaded shows. We we ended up doing a WrestleMania fantasy card. I remember that, yes. Yes. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, why not? Why not indeed? Yeah. But, but instead of actually you... Yeah, exactly, but... Oh, uh, yeah, we were saying about uh, having The Rock versus Cena. That'd be good. Ah, uh, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, yeah, it might not be the best match in the world. It'd have good psychology, but what will be, be- fantastic is obviously the build-up to it. Absolutely. So, they... they I mean, Rock promos versus John Cena as the rapper promos. Yeah, uh, and uh, John Cena will still get... Um, even if Rock comes in as a heel, he's John Cena will get destroyed. By the crowd. get just utterly killed by Yes, people. completely annihilated. Totally. So, you know, I mean, I mean, there were rumours, he's not coming back now, but there were rumours of, of Brock Lesnar coming back. That would have been interesting. I heard he turned them down or something. Yeah, well, yeah, basically he's doing, you know, the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's doing that. Which yeah. uh, starts around March-ish time. I believe, doesn't his UFC deal run out after his next fight? I'm not, I think he had another three on it, but I'm not too sure. Oh, better like Tommy say was just the one. I don't know. I don't really know MMA. No, No. but funny enough with Brock, he likes making money, he loves making money. I think when he feels his fight career is over, if he he has a few more losses, he might just, you know, decide to leave. I would, at some point, obviously he'll be, I think he'll, despite his short career, he will be inducted in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, especially being a former UFC and WWE champion, because Vince would love that. I've never even considered the idea of rocking the Hall of Fame. Um, I think he will be, though. You reckon? Yes, because of the fact that he was a UFC champion, you know? The heavyweight yeah. champion, and he was a WWE. He's like, look at look at this man. He was in the WWE, and he went and beat them all in the UFC, becoming the champion. Vince would love that. Oh, I, I understand. Yeah, uh, and but having said that, it wouldn't surprise me after his UFC career if he maybe did a couple of years or a few surprise or like a f- couple of feuds in the WWE. As long as he isn't, as you say, overly financially secure. 
Yeah, he, yeah, but even then, he like he does he does like his money, you know. Yeah. And and some people, I'm not saying it's broke, but some people can never have enough, you know. And let's be honest, McMahon would pay him, you know, a, a nice, a good couple of millions, I think, to appear at WrestleMania. Probably, probably. And let's be honest, for what probably will be a couple of TV appearances on on Raw between what January and April, and then one big match at WrestleMania, uh, for for a nice hefty money, someone like Brett, it, it almost would be silly to say no, you know, when you're winding down your career. Indeed, I mean, as he's got. When you get to, when the UFC people sort of retire, if they do. Uh, it, no, well, well, Randy Couture's going on, he's 47 years old and he's still fighting. But n- normally it's kind of like, you know, when you get towards the end of your 30s, uh, beginning of your 40s kind of thing, and many people do wind it down. Okay, so, so the sort of age where, as you say, if you're in enough shape, you could crack on as a wrestler, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Ken Shamrock, look at him. He did all right. And he went back to the UFC. And even though he wasn't as good a fighter as he was, he was a massive draw. That's true. So, uh, to be fair, Ken Shamrock, Hall of Fame. I reckon he'll be one day. It's possible. Well, well I mean, I mean, when you look at some of the people they have put in, let's be honest, Ken Shamrock's definitely better than some of them. It could certainly happen. He could, couldn't it? God only knows, my fine friend. Yeah, Goldberg. I don't think he's coming in this year, despite the despite all the rumours. Uh, this time last year, or no, no, well, no, well, in two thousand and ten, let's say. Didn't he turn them down again? Uh, yeah. I mean, fuck him. Let's be honest. Mm. <laughs> he's going to be silly. His ego just has its own gravitational pull. So it, do, it, do, it does, doesn't it? It does. Um, yes, he believe believes his own hype. And a little bit, you know, in the grand scheme of things, he wasn't. I mean, he was. He wasn't top, not that long. And when he when he left, really, I mean, it's not like you know he wasn't top for a bit like the Rock, and then went on to do successful things like the Rock, for example. You know. I know exactly what you mean. I'm, I'm sure he does do successful things, and I'm sure he'd make a lot of money. But in terms of uh, in terms of like mainstream media attention, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it, no. <laughs> So, anyway, before we go, Mike, do you have anything to say to our fans? Boys and girls, I went to see a wrestling show today, and a few things crossed my mind. When, the, when there were a couple of matches, as I say, that, were, were, that weren't quite to my taste, I thought, oh, I hope I do still enjoy the show. But I looked around, okay? I looked around, I saw 10,000 people, roughly. They weren't all standing behind me. But I looked around and I saw these thousands of people, all with this huge enthusiasm for these absolutely wonderful entertainers. And they are. But wrestlers are amazing entertainers. But my point is this. Sometimes in life, you have to take stock. You have to stop, look around at what you have. Like, I've been a little stressed by drama school this past week. But I can still stop and look around and realise that I've got some amazing friends there and I've been learning a lot in other means. What people need to do is stop, look at the big picture and realise that they're a lot luckier than they than they think. For if they don't, we all become a mix of sponge cake, 
eggs and tuna. That, my friends, is what in comedy we call a callback. And boys and girls, my point is this. Appreciate what you have. Yes, we all want to improve things, improve our lives. But that doesn't mean you at any point forget who you are. And bear that in mind. As I go out tomorrow dressed as a 10-foot pigeon. <laughs>